Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Browns fans. It's time to gear up for a pain-free 2022 NFL season for your Cleveland Browns with new friends of the show, Buckeye Law Group. If you've been injured in a car accident, a slip and fall, a work accident, or even if you've been buried into the ground by Miles Garrett or stiff-armed by Nick Chubb, you need to call Buckeye Law Group today at 1-800-411-PAIN. Their attorneys will fight for the money you deserve. Buckeye Law Group's attorneys have recovered over $1 billion for their clients throughout the entire country. So don't make the mistake of calling just any other attorney. Call attorneys you can trust, and best of all, they're Browns fans just like you. Call our friends from Buckeye Law Group at 1-800-411-PAIN. After 911, call 411. That's 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-7246. That's Buckeye Law Group, located at 1300 East 9th Street, Suite 1210 in Cleveland, Ohio. Buckeye Law Group, proud fans of the Cleveland Browns, just like you. Hey, this is DeAnthony, safety with the Cleveland Browns, and you listen to the Dogs Podcast. Go Dogs! Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbooks. If you want to get your answer on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail in the drop down menu. We're looking for more fan intros and, of course, your voicemails uh, post game day. John had to work today. Justin, everybody in his house has been sick all week. He's a little under the weather, so he's coming in virtually. I got over my sickness just in time. Everybody else in my house has been sick. Josh was sick last week. So been uh, fun. it's been a fun week <laughs> here uh, in for the dogs. So, But we're managing to scrap together, put together an episode for you guys. We appreciate you guys being here. A huge Victory Monday. I know you guys are listening on Tuesday, but this is Victory Monday for us when we're recording against the Ravens. Should be 2-0 against them, but we'll take our 1-1, especially with all the crap they were talking. <laughs> Newsflash Ravens, you guys are not good. Not good at all. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to the... You'll be lucky to make the playoffs. And honestly, you should hope you don't because you're just going to get taken to pound town if you do. <laughs> uh, so more on that to come, though. Uh, before we get into all that, I just got to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. If you prefer to just listen to the podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, head to jointhedogs.com. Become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. The fantasy seasons are wrapping up. We're in the playoffs. We're giving away free dogs merch every month to the Dog Pack members of the month. You get an extra episode every week. Uh, it's just a ton of fun. You get access to the private Discord. It's just a, it's a good time. Browns fans all over the world constantly in there talking, especially game days during the game. You Anything that comes to mind, you get ticked about something, you want to talk to Browns about the game, you just jump in the Discord. There's always something, uh, a conversation going on in there. So if you want more direct access to the dogs, you want to hang out with Browns fans from all around the globe, Join the dogs.com, become an official dog pack member. So 
early apologies. Obviously, we always ask you guys for your voicemails for these episodes, but due to some technical difficulties, we can't play them today. So we are sorry. <laughs> so we we got your voicemails, and we're just having some issues on our end, and we're, we're not able to play them Uh which stinks. So now we're totally winging this episode because usually I know it seems like we're super professional. We always come in here with a plan. That's smoke and mirrors, guys. That's just Hollywood magic. <laughs> no plan. No, there's no, no plan. We're no coming plan. in. No plan. So once we found out there was no voicemails today, this just became a winging episode. So bear with us. Hopefully we're entertaining. Uh, but what helps is we get to talk about a Browns W. Uh, get a 13-3 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Um a game in which the Ravens did their best Browns impression multiple times. Yeah, they I did. Mean, <laughs> the, they did things that are so uncharacteristic of the Ravens. I mean, first of all, Justin Tucker missed a field goal inside of 50 yards. You know you're the GOAT. And, and I hate the Ravens, but I have no problem acknowledging when somebody's the GOAT. And Justin Tucker is the best kicker ever. And he missed a field goal, and it was all over the internet. Yeah. People, wait. Justin Tucker just is that's it's so rare for him to miss inside of 50. It was newsworthy that he missed. Maybe one day our kicker will get to that. Uh, we'll get to some kicker stats later, but he missed and then he got one blocked. Yeah. And then they had what uh, two turnovers. They got stuffed on fourth down inside the uh, inside the 10 or whatever. They just did some things that were not characteristic of the uh, the Ravens. And I think if Jim Harbaugh is a really good coach, did why did they th- throw the ball? They threw the ball 30 times with yeah. Tyler Huntley. They could, if they would have just came out and ran J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards on that little trap play they were doing, they would have ran that play 60 times. They, they would have beat us. I think they would have won for sure. Yep. They, J.K. Dobbins had 13 carries, 125 yards. Almost 10 yards a clip. 9.6 yards a carry. And he got... It was never a blowout. We won thirteen to three. Yeah, they could have just they could have kept running the ball the whole game. I don't know. It's just kind of like Bengals game one for us. Yeah, how Taylor was like, I'm not going to run. And they're a running team. I know that's the crazy thing. They're I know they didn't have Lamar, and you know he's like their best running back, but still. I mean, that's only twenty carries between their two running backs. You know, Huntley carried six times, but, you know, some of those are scrambles, you know, broken plays, whatever. I, you would really think that playing against the Browns, who are, what are we still, 31st in the league against the run, 32nd? Something like Either that. Either way, we suck. JOK's and, out. Yeah, like we're awful against the run, and they only run it 20 times with two really good running backs. It was just crazy. It was, it was strange, too, because they gave up very – our defense was very, like, like bend but don't break. Like, we gave up these huge monster runs, and then when they got to the red zone, they just started throwing to throwing the ball all over the place, which, like, to me, I look at their wide receivers and I go, after Bateman went out, they don't really have a playmaker. What, Robinson's been their best guy. Um, I just, it was very strange. It was very strange. And if you're successful at doing something, why not just keep doing it? I felt like, they were in a position they could have ran the ball, like you said, all day, and we really didn't have an answer for it at all. No, they, they had, um, let's see here, between J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins averaged 9.6 yards a carry, and Gus Edwards averaged 7.9. So if you round this, like 10 and 8. 
Yes, they averaged nine yards a carry between yeah. their top two backs. Almost a first down. Average. And they, yeah. and they, they, they quit doing it. 198. 198 rushing yards um, on the day. It, yeah. Unbelievable. It's, I mean, this isn't a Ravens podcast, so good for us. Yeah. <laughs> good for us. But it, you I love got, it when other teams screw up like that. Yeah, but if you're, I mean, if you're a Ravens fan, or and if you're a Ravens podcast, which I'm assuming there are none, that's why they all listen to ours. Yeah, um, that's, that's accurate. That yeah, uh, you have to be asking, what was the plan? And thank God that's what it was. I mean, I think Harbaugh, uh, and I called him Jim earlier, I think. I meant John. John, they're both good coaches. Uh, and they both coach for teams I freaking hate. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Stefanski outcoached him this game. So there's a lot of Stefanski detractors out there. He, he outcoached Harbaugh this time. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Stefanski detractors, he is now three games over 500. So he, I think he will be the first Browns coach, I forget in how long, uh, long time, maybe ever, where we'll make it through three seasons and he won't have a losing record. Even if we lo- lose out, he'll be 500 for his career in Cleveland. There's people who want to run him out of town. And I guess it's the same argument we use for Baker. Like, just because he's better than all the crap we had before doesn't make him good. But if you go back and look at some notable coaches in their first three seasons, like Sean McDermott was barely 500 or under in his first three seasons, we would have ran him out of town. Browns fans would have ran him out of town. Somebody in I, who – and people think this guy is one of the best coaches in the league. Kyle Shanahan is only – two or three games over 500 for his career. He just got over that a couple games ago. They're on like a six-game win streak. Before this win streak started, Kyle Shanahan was under 500 for his coaching career. If he was in Cleveland, people would be trying to run him out of town. Yeah. It's like, guys, be patient. This this takes time. Okay? He's coached two years with no quarterback. Okay? Complete revamping of the roster. Like, to get... Let's give the, I'm not saying he's perfect, but let's relax, guys. Let's, let's pump the brakes. Let's not, we're not, we don't need to overhaul the entire thing. For He's going to be finished more than likely above 500 in his first three seasons for the Browns, a franchise who that's literally hasn't happened in my life with coaches. We've talked a lot about the, the, thing, the, the players and the things that he's had to deal with that have held him back from even being more successful. Yes. Now, there's things that are on him, obviously, mm-hmm. but we don't need to fire him. He just needs to he needs to have a performance evaluation, essentially. You know, just because there's there's because there's things he's good at. Obviously, the offense is you know, ever since the Sean come back, we're not scoring a ton of points, which is weird. Um, but he's got to learn Deshaun just like Deshaun's got to learn him. And people screaming about how Deshaun should already know the the system. He didn't have the playbook. I don't know if you guys heard that during yeah, the broadcast. I did hear that. He didn't have he didn't have the actual playbook. He had the training camp playbook. It's way different. Um, so, uh, I lost my train of thought. But he needs to sit down with Andrew Barry, a performance evaluation, and he can be like, "Okay, you do these things well. We need to improve these things. What's your plan to to improve in these areas?" Mm-hmm. And as long as Kevin Stefanski has a plan, and they can agree on this plan, then he needs to just come back. There's no sense in overhauling the entire organization all over again. Yeah, Kevin seems like the type of guy who has good, um, like he he has good self awareness. I think he probably understands his own strengths and weaknesses. He can probably look at himself from an 
outside perspective and say, okay, these are the things that I am doing well. These are the things I need to improve on. So I think that would be a good conversation for them to have. And I think that Kevin's the type of guy who'd be able to develop that type of plan to fix it. Um, but yeah, and, and there's, oh, I, uh, what's his face on ESPN Cleveland? I think it's grossy. He's screaming for Jim Harbaugh. Guys, Jim Harbaugh's not leaving Michigan to come to Cleveland Mm-mm. to coach against his brother twice a year. He's not gonna. He's finally. It took him ten years. He finally got Michigan. Yeah, it took a long time. You know, looking like a powerhouse. He's not gonna leave to come to Cleveland. Like, let's be smarter, guys. Sean Payton's not coming to Cleveland. Like, this just gives Stefanski. You know, if if we come out and we win two games next year and it's more of the same, okay, then I can get to talk. But let's let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. Um. And we we talked about uh, so we talked about last week with the, the you know he didn't let Cade York kick the field goal before the half right I think we're seeing we're seeing why maybe yeah why that was not an option um maybe man I, the scenes, I don't know what is going on with I don't know what's going on with Cade York but he is he is struggling mightily I have some kicker stats. And I don't like to just steal people's research. So these these kicker stats come courtesy Quincy Carrier on Twitter. If you guys are Browns fans, you guys probably know who Quincy is. So shout out to him for doing all the work for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so And he said he's going to have a video on this. So after you watch ours, go check his out. Um, so he, he put together a bunch of kicker stats, okay, and then to, care, to compare them to Cade York. Okay. So the league average with that uh, minimum 11 starts in 2021 from 50 plus, the league average is 71.8% from 40 to 49. It's 87% from 30 to 39. It's 93.5%. And from 29 yards or less, it's 99.9%. And um, top 16 extra point percentage, 95 plus Cade York. The only category that he measures up in is 29 or less. He's a hundred percent. Okay. So that's good from 50 plus he's 57% from 40 to 49. He's 75% from 30 to 39. He's 70% in extra points. He's 93.5%. That that's not good. So then he, he, he went a step further and he's like, okay, well then the people who are saying he's only a rookie, let's see, see how. So then he compared some other rookie kickers. Okay. Evan McPherson last year, the only one he was under the league average was 40 to 49 on 50 plus. He was 81% 30 to 39. He was 88% and 29 or less. He was a hundred percent and he was a hundred percent on extra points. The only one he didn't measure up was 40 to 49. He was 66%. Um, Riley Patterson, who was the 2021 rookie of the year, undrafted free agent. I'm assuming a special teams rookie of the year. Uh, he didn't attempt any 50 plus this kid, this guy this guy is for Detroit. He was 100%. He made all of his kicks and, really? all, and all of his extra points. Oh, my gosh. 29, okay. from every position, he was 100%. Um, Tyler Bass, Bass, 2020 Rookie of the Year in Buffalo. He's kicking in Buffalo, a place similar to Cleveland in terms of poor weather and that kind of thing. Um, he was He measured up. He failed in two categories, and he was good in three. He made 96.6% of his extra points, 100% of his kicks on 29 yards or less, 88% of his kicks from 40 to 49 yards. He fell short in the 50-plus at 66% and 30 to 39 at 66%. So basically what these numbers tell us is Cade York is 
noticeably coming up short compared to the league average and also compared to other rookies in their rookie year compared to the league average. Mm -hmm. He's been, for a guy who's, he was drafted. I know. Hi. He was drafted. And he's coming up noticeably short. Now, I, I, I put this out on our Twitter page. I'm trying to be patient with him. I don't, want, I don't want to give up on him. He's a young kid. We drafted him. And he's obviously got a leg. And then watch him go to another team and be a pro bowler. You know, the, the dude we drafted from Oklahoma is kicking well. I forget where he's at. Cybert? Zane. Not Oklahoma. The other guy. Zane Gonzalez. Um, who's the dude we had last McLaughlin? year? McLaughlin. Yeah. He's kicking well. Um, so we've bailed on some guys like decently quick, and then they've gone on to have good careers elsewhere. I don't want to do that with this guy. But holy cow, he's not living up to the billing right now. And to me, it's it's not just the misses. There are some kicks this year. It looks like me. I know. Trying, I mean, he kicks it, and it's not like he just misses an inch left or just hooks it a little bit. I mean, he, he duffs it off his foot, barely gets over the line of scrimmage, goes five yards. I It looks like a middle school kid, like one of my middle school kids, in, during water breaks, just messing around kicking field goals. It, it's bad. And he's a, looks and, bad. And I watched the one he duffed this week. I, they showed the replay from his vantage point in slow-mo. Snap is perfect. Hold is perfect. Everything looks fine. And he just shanks it. And I, I don't. Something's got to get figured out. We got to bring somebody in. He needs a, his own personal kicking coach. We need an, a special teams coordinator who can actually teach him something. We, something needs done because we we invested too much into this kid for this to be the performance. And we rely on that position too too heavily. I mean, all teams do. I mean, right. you talk about the average margin of victory in the NFL is four points. Everyone was saying, well, is Deshaun Watson worth three extra points in a game? Not if we're missing all our kicks. He's not. I well, mean, we should have had six more in this one. Yeah, we should. Well, yeah, we should. We should have scored at least nineteen. Yeah, both those kicks were makeable. Well, nineteen but, points against this Ravens defense. I don't. For the people who don't know, the Ravens defense, since they traded for Roquan Smith, is number one in almost every major defense uh, defensive statistical category. Hmm. They're they're one of the top defenses in the league the last four or five weeks. The the kick that was thirty eight yarder straight on dead on that he missed was I don't know I mean the shank was really bad that duffed kick but the one that was so like super makeable easy straight ahead and he missed it I was like that one's even worse what are you gonna say you know what the problem is man we pumped this kid's head up right off the bat he comes in he kicks a 58 yarder against Carolina everybody probably us included sort of proclaiming the next Phil Dawson. I think we I've said we have a, a million times this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, you know, here's the problem is we invested a fourth round pick into him. So he's not going anywhere, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying like the Browns are just going to cut. Look at like what this regime regime has done with like their drafted players. They don't bail on anybody. So this kid, especially being drafted in the fourth round, He's going to get an opportunity for the rest of this year. He's going to get a, a full year next year. And since he is such a high pick, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, it went years down the road. Now, like, there's got to be some improvement. We can't be year two and year three, you know, make, miss. Because that's what it feels like. It feel, You know, he came out strong on Saturday, made two kicks. You know, we're feeling good. 
you know, we're like, hey, maybe this kid needs to be out there more. And then, like you said, two bad kicks. Do you think they bring in competition? Like this year, he was the only kicker on the roster from day one. Right. I think they got to bring in somebody to push him next year. I think so. They got to bring. I don't him think in. they do. I don't think they do, man. There's no I, way. It's crazy to me. There's no way they don't bring I, in competition. I, you would think they should have done it this year. He's a rookie kicker. Yeah, but you know, and they literally said, "This is all you, man. You got this." Yeah, but then now after watching him go for a year, there's got they got to. If you don't bring in competition, you're just telling the kid it's okay to to be. You're, it's all good. Less than average. Which. And and you can I mean, say we we, we drafted here, but him, but we said done that with many players. We drafted that, we with Cyber. that with Cyber. A lot of the guys that we have, yeah, but not with kickers. We've been exceptionally impatient with kickers. Uh, I mean, we drafted sure. Cyber and cut him after what a year? Mm, I think so. We, and we drafted him and we cut him after a was it a year or was it two? I think it was one year. It, I think it was two. It was maybe two, but. Uh, I think it was only one. Let us know in the comments uh, if it was one or two, but I'm pretty sure it was only, we drafted him in the, what, fifth round? I think so. And we cut him after a year. So uh, I don't think Cade York's getting cut. I think you can see the talent there. You can see the the, the leg power. But I think it's – we need a new special teams coordinator. He's he's If he, he keeps messing up the same way with these duffs, like something is not getting done in like they are they not working on that are they not correcting that there's got to be some coaching going on mm-hmm. to help this kid out um, again I say throw the checkbook at Phil Dawson get him to come up here a couple times a year to to hang out with these kickers yeah use and, that resource use that asset and I want to kind of come correct on you know the way I was talking even last week you know about him wanting to kick that long field goal right before the half and everything and saying, well, give the kid a chance. Like, I mean, what the heck you got to lose? I mean, I I understand it from the coaching perspective. Now, after what we just witnessed on Saturday was go out there and prove to me that you can make a 30 yarder and then maybe I'll let you attempt the big boy kicks. You know what I mean? Like make, make the kicks. Yeah. I'm starting ones. I don't know if Stefanski trusts him. I don't think so. So then people wonder why he goes for on fourth down so much. Well, it's already a little bit in his nature to do so. Mm -hmm. And he has a kicker who is under the league average and almost and the only way he's in the league average is if it's a chip shot. Yep. Anything longer than 29 yards, it's up in the air. If he's going to make it, you can't have yeah. that. Um, so that, that is discouraging. And, and I really, I know there's still a path to the playoffs for the Browns. We're not going to get into it because you need a science degree uh, <laughs> to, to go over all of it, but there is still a path, even though it's slim, um, we're most likely not making it, but I think I want to win out. I want to get a winning record. Yeah. I think if you can, if you win nine games this year and your starting quarterback was on the bench for 11 of them and, and not just, and he wasn't in the building for nine of them, I'm pretty sure like to come out and say, well, we had a winning record one, nine games. And in my opinion, that's pretty impressive because how many teams outside of maybe San Francisco, where would win nine games if you took their starting quarterback away. Right, especially when you completely pissed away a, f- a handful of those wins oh that, were, that were right there in your grasp at the end, and you just, the Jets just couldn't game close it out. In that the first Ravens game, oh, my God. Well, and, you know, the Chargers game was a three-point game. Yeah. You know, the Falcons. Chargers game is tough. So, inter- so yep. interesting stat they said in the during the broadcast that the Browns are two and five this year in one possession games. 
it's a young team that just doesn't they're in every game and they just don't they just got to figure out how to win yeah. and it reminds me of what if next year we're the vikings the vikings w- were one in something in one possession games last year mm-hmm. and this year they are 10 and 0 in one possession games it's a difference between not winning many games last year and they're the number one seed in the NFC right now. And they just had the biggest comeback in NFL history, which was, if, if you guys out there watch that game at all, that was fun to watch. Oh, un- cool. unbelievable. I, and I don't like to toot my own horn. If you watch this show, you guys know I'm pretty humble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in our private Discord, we were all talking about that game because it was on before the Browns game. And at 2.17 p.m., I said... Uh, this is the game Vikings will come back and win. And then at about 4.30, they won. And I said, hey, I called it. Just kind of like the Lions being better than the Packers. They said now Matt Ryan is on the losing end of both the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history and NFL regular, regular season, season history. history. Awesome. <laughs> that hurts. It, it's yep. just – and how – I can't even put it on Matt Ryan. It sucks he was the quarterback for both, but you scored 36 points. You should win the game. You spot your de- you gave your defense a thirty three to nothing league. They can't hold on to a thirty three to no- the the Vikings and th- or the uh, Colts in theory should have been able to come out in the second half and just take a knee for three downs and punt it. And the Vikings still shouldn't have been able to come back. Yeah, and that's even with the referees uh, not letting the Vikings have that defensive uh, f- scoop and score. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I mean, they rolled him down, and then they showed the replay, and the guy was basically standing up when he dropped the ball. Well, we're, they were like, what? We're going to get into officiating on the after hours, so if you guys are interested in that, jump in the, the Patreon. But just real quick, NFL officiating is dog shit. It's bad. It is it makes it so much harder to watch. It is so bad. I don't know if you guys were watching the, the uh, Commanders game last night, Commanders-Giants, but... About the Terry play, Terry McLaurin checks uh, to see if he's on the line. The guy tells him to move up, so Terry McLaurin moves up and goes like this again and gives the guy a thumbs up. And the guy sticks his hand out, like, Yeah, you're good. And then as soon as they say hut, he throws the flag for illegal formation. And Terry McLaurin is like, I checked with you, and you ver he Terry McLaurin said the ref verbally said, You're good. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, and and most in most of the time. I would say if you check with the guy and he tells you to move up and you move up, even if you're not perfect, he's not going to call it because you moved up. You know what I mean? And you checked with like, as long as you get close, he'll be like, oh, he checked, you know, he's close to call that. And they scored the touchdown. Well, the fact that he checked a second time. Yes. And then on the last play of the game, Curtis Samuel was getting mugged from the time they snapped the ball until the time the ball hit the ground. And they didn't call defensive holding. They didn't call pass interference. They called nothing. Mm. It was go back and watch the play if you didn't watch it. He he yeah. he goes to get his release and the defensive back just hugs him and never lets go. And then he gets away from him and he catches up and he hugs him again. And he's holding him from behind with holding both arms down, tackling him Ball's not even close to there yet. And they don't call they don't call the penalty. Wow. And it's just and the problem is is it seems like it's so hit or miss. The Browns would have got called for that PI a hundred times out of a hundred. But against the Browns, that would probably not get called. Because I've seen it happen a million times seen in my it. life. Yep. You know, uh 
the the last year against the Chargers. Mike Williams on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. where it should have been offensive PI. Yeah. And they called it against Denzel Ward. Yeah, he was Mike Williams had Denzel's jersey yeah. in his hand, holding him off. Uh, against the Chiefs, where Rashard Higgins diving yeah. in the end zone and Sorensen helmet to helmet. spears him with the side of his helmet and they yep. don't call it and it goes out of the back of the end zone. It's so they just pick and choose when they want to call this stuff. And it makes it seem like the game's rigged. It, it kind of does because the the rules are the rules. Like the helmet to helmet's a good one. I mean, there is a rule for that. And, and, and uh, we're, again, we're going to get into it. So I'm not going to dive into it because, you know, we got to save some stuff for the after hours. But yeah. It just makes me so upset, though, because we have so, not, not only do we have replay, we have instant replay. Not only do we have instant replay, we have freaking like a hundred different camera angles for all of these. Yes. And we still can't get And they have a headquarters that they go to in New York <laughs> to watch with a bunch of people watching this shit. So yeah. We it, can't figure it out. It's, it's, it's ridiculous that they can't figure it out. It's, it's ridiculous. And the, and the thing is, it's every professional NBA officiating is terrible. Yeah. MLB umpires. Balls and strikes. Like, MLB umpires might be the best, and there's still times where they are atrocious. And it's just like, so then it all, well, it's entertainment, so it's just rigged. And I just don't want to live in that world where I have to question that, you know? Um, Because in my heart of hearts, I don't think it is. I think there's too many people involved that if it was rigged, it would have got out. But it doesn't mean there's not influence. Correct. And it's, there is it, a difference, and it's it's frustrating because I've I've seen it happen against my team a million times, a million times, especially the Browns. Yeah, it happens against the Browns all the time. If you're a Browns fan, you know that's true. Yes. If you're not, you probably you're think we're just whining. But bottles. what's that? <laughs> Cleveland's the reason why you're not allowed to have glass bottles in the stadium. Yeah, bottle game. <laughs> bottle game. Right. I just sent that video a couple shit. weeks ago. Terrible. That happened 20 years ago, and I watched the video and got super pissed. And it happened 20 years ago. <laughs> Listen up, Browns fans. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Happy holidays, everyone. Hey, Browns fans, the holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks have put together a delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for the ones you love nice and easy. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. Plus, use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, at checkout, and you'll get an additional $40 off your order. Omaha Steaks are the greatest 
steaks and just all around meat products I have ever had myself personally, which makes me love even more giving Omaha steaks as gifts to the loved ones in my life. It makes Christmas so much easier. Mom and dad, you guys get a package of Omaha steaks, the in-laws, grandparents, brothers, sister, everybody, you guys, Omaha steaks for all. And it's the gift that keeps on giving because the next time you get together with that special loved one that you bought the package for, they're going to say, hey, I'm grilling out today. How about you come over and enjoy some of these Omaha steaks that you got me for Christmas? Don't wait, order today and beat the shipping rush. I know from my own personal experience, I ordered everybody Omaha Steaks for Christmas and they arrived two days later. So get in right now. You still have plenty of time before Christmas. Order Omaha Steaks for the loved ones in your life. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide sale plus use promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S. When you check out, get that extra $40 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Merry Christmas, everybody. So back to the Browns, back to the Browns-Ravens game. Um... I think you got to talk about the defense, you know, the run defense hidden in the fact they only scored three points. I don't think you can um, hide the fact that the run defense was bad again. Uh, But I think a huge thing that helped Mark Andrews, who is always seems to kind of be a thorn in the Brown side had uh, three catches on seven targets for 31 yards. That brings his total for the season against the Browns to three catches for 31 yards. Uh, it, okay. I'll take yeah. that. He had no catches. Rush. He had no yeah. catches the first game um, against the Browns. So that is huge. Yes. We we should have won that first game against him. That is frustrating. But um, so that was huge. And, and I, I saw somebody talk about this to a Ravens fan. If you, if you go roster for roster, they like to talk about how good their roster is. Um, do they have a wide receiver as good as Amari Cooper? Nope. I'd argue they don't have a wide receiver as good as Donovan Peoples-Jones. Definitely not. Nope. They okay. Do, not. Um, do they have a running back as good as Nick Chubb? No. Do they even have one as good as Kareem Hunt? Maybe Dobbins? Dobbins looks okay. Okay. Dobbins is nice. I, I yeah, draw I like about Dobbins. equal. And Mark Andrews is obviously really, really good. But in the right in a, an offense, David Njoku could be that. You put David Njoku on the Chiefs, he'd freaking dominate. I think David Njoku will be... I mean, we've seen it already this year where he's had these blow-up games, and I think you're going to see more consistency out of him in that regard next year. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think you're seeing the ascension of Deshaun Watson already. Even this yes. game, he's 18-28. But um, he made some throws in this game, too. Yeah. Where that, that throw where it was the play action, kind of like a seven-step drop, and he hit Amari Cooper on the crossing route up the left sideline. Our last two quarterbacks wouldn't even attempted that throw. No, and he threw some passes like to the far sideline and hit guys like right where only they could catch it, basically. And yeah. it was just stuff like that where it's like, man, he he is making huge progressions every single game. So by the end of this season, we're I think we're going to be pretty close to true Deshaun Watson, and then next year it's going to be look out. Well, and I, I'm trying to be very patient, but Kevin needs to just let this man go. Yeah, I agree. We don't we don't need. We don't need a bunch of tight ends on the field. We don't need trickery. Just let this guy go play football. Get some speed on the field and just let him go. Mm-hmm. And use him to open up everything else. Kevin's so used to coaching around his quarterback. You can now lean on your quarterback. Just just let him go. Because the run game, the run game most of the time was bad again. And then we, we hit him late uh, when we were icing it, which was nice to see. But... That's because we were throwing the ball so much. It starts loosening things up. Just let Deshaun go play. Let him let him throw fifty times. I don't care. We're probably not making the playoffs. Let this let this kid just go out 
and get the rhythm back, get the feel back, the game speed back, because I wanted, I just want to see how explosive we can be. Um, but he's making some throws. If you're watching the Browns the last two weeks, I still have people arguing with me about how he's, he's not good. And I'm like, you're not watching the games. Mm-hmm. If you were watching the games, there were times, and there were some times in this game where he looked unstoppable. He started the game eight to 10. Yeah. And then there was like a little stretch where, you know, wasn't as much. And then there's another stretch where he hits like he got to that rhythm. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we just marched down the field. Yep. And he should have two touchdowns. Well, not not, maybe not necessarily two touchdown passes, but I thought it was pass interference on David Joku in the end zone. Mm -hmm. They didn't call it. That should have put it uh, first and goal from the one. Yeah. And I also really like the play where he was rolling out scrambling to the sideline and Michael Woods did not break his route toward the end zone when he was wide open for it and Deshaun threw it there. Yes. You know, and he was visibly upset with, you know, not not like upset, but like trying to basically coach Woods a little bit. Like, man, you got to break that off and go to the go to the end zone. It, it's nice to see the Browns have a guy on the field like that, though. Like, yeah. he didn't, people, he he didn't yell at Woods. Right, right. That's, yeah, you that's know, what and I'm he saying. didn't degrade him, but he, like you said, he was, he was almost like coaching him. Like, come on, man. Like, if you do this, you're walking, you're walking in for, and I think you're going to, that play in three weeks might be a touchdown. And it wasn't even really a throw. Like, he kind of like did like, like, a the, flick. like a flick. And I'm like, he's just so athletic at that quarterback position. I mean, it's the kind of stuff you see Patrick Mahomes do. Yes. It's, it's one of those things that, like I said, in three weeks, that might be a touchdown. Correct. Once they're more on the same page and these guys see, like, the play's never dead. Always be expect. It's like a, like a point guard with great vision. Yeah. You should always expect the ball. Even if he's not looking at you, be ready for the pass. And that's a six-round rookie who has hardly played at all this season. Yes, I think... Imagine if that's Amari Cooper or DPJ even. Yes. They probably know to do that. You're seeing DPJ and him, by the way. That chemistry is looking good. That could be... I mean, look out for that. DP, that great fantasy stash by me. I've had him for like two years in my sleeper league. Um... (laughs) That, that could be paying huge dividends next year. I mean, imagine they get a whole offseason together. Mm-hmm. I mean... And Amari Cooper, I mean, I feel like you don't even need chemistry really with Amari to, to, have a, to be good because he's just open. Yes. He, he, Amari is such a veteran. He just knows what he's doing. That's, that's the term I would use, a smooth operator. Yep. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, look like out for to, him. I like seeing uh, the, our RPO game kind of opening up too. You're seeing more of that every week. Yep, and so I don't. I'm not saying it's designed, but he's t- taking those runs now. Yeah, like, I see it a couple of times during the game where I'm like, okay, the vision's coming back. I think he's seeing things a lot better. Don't get me wrong, you know, I still think that he still has things to work on. He doesn't look like Deshaun Watson of three years ago yet, but it's coming along nicely. Well, and you have to we have to stop and think too. Like even when he gets back to to peak form we still might not see 450 yard games just because i don't know how much kevin's going to adapt his offense to him which i think kevin needs to but kevin also has an offensive philosophy and that philosophy is a big reason why deshaun watson came here you know what i mean and so and, and we do have a great run game and stuff like that so even when he's peaked, we might not be see, seeing these numbers like he was down in Houston where he's throwing for 450 yards and five touchdowns. Well, he, he might throw for 280 or 300 and two touchdowns, but we ran for 150 and had two more rushing touchdowns. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, at some point, who's going to be part of that rushing total? Yeah. A good it's, part of it. Yes. He, he's ran for 55 yards the last two games. 
It's pretty good. On 12 carries of almost, you know, a little over four yards, five yards of carry. Almost. I mean, when he took off, the I, the one play I remember specifically, it's kind of like right up the middle, like nobody was there. He just took off running and it was like, Okay, this guy, this guy's so much faster than. Jac- I mean, Jacoby. Jacoby. Jacoby's a beefy runner. Where you know he he can get it done, but Jacoby's just like no, a locomotive. N- no comparison. It takes it takes Jacoby a mile to get up to full right. speed. And when Deshaun starts going, he's gone. Yep. Um, he spread the ball around well. He had 18 completions to a bunch of different people. One, two, three, four, nine. five, six, seven, eight, nine different people. Uh, Mari Cooper, and this is what I like to see too. Mari Cooper four catches on six targets. DPJ, four catches on four targets. Njoku, three catches on six targets. Uh, Dalen Baldwin, two catches on two targets. He just got called up from the practice squad. Yeah. Harrison Bryant, two catches yeah. on two targets. Uh, Felton, one target or one catch on one target. You're not seeing any uh, three catches on 14 targets. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's getting the ball to the people and it's in their catch radius. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. How many times with like Baker and Odell where it was Baker had four catches on 17 targets? Yeah. Yeah, you can look at the, the stat sheet and say, okay, well, OBJ was heavily targeted, but he had, yeah, three for 27. Yeah. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, so he, he's getting the ball where it needs to be on time, and it's in there. They're able to make the catch. Um, so then I think we got to flip to the defense, obviously. So the offense, yes. only 13 points, um, but they moved the ball – pretty decent especially in stre- in spurts only 13 but like we said earlier we did leave six on the board should have been 19 and if they call the pi you know who knows what it is in 26 the 20s. yeah um defensively i thought john johnson played his best game of the year maybe he had nine tackles completely with you yep came in and punched out the uh forced the fumble yes. he looked good uh i don't want to overstate the importance of a quarterback but ever since we added deshaun the defense is playing much better. Like, do these guys did, did, has he energized the whole team? Like, do they do they feel like okay, I'm going to go out and play hard for this guy now, or like I want to show what we can do now that we have this guy? Because you're seeing guys like Delpit's been a tackling machine since Deshaun came. I think Delpit had one of his best games that he's had yes. all season. I thought Delpit had a great game. Yep, John Johnson had his best game. I think Miles Garrett's played with more energy the last few weeks. There is one play, oh, too, where we didn't – I don't know if we sacked Huntley. Um, I'm checking right here. He was sacked, yeah, three times for 12 yards. Man, Miles had one and a half. Okay, yeah. but there was one time I, I, I made a mental note of it where Miles rushed hard off the edge, and he almost got there. And Hunt stepped up, and our inner our D tackles were actually there. So he couldn't just run, and he had to throw like a, on his tippy-toes pass, and it went incomplete. And I was like, that's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah. Miles rushes this guy, yep. forces him up into the pocket, and there's actually somebody in his face. Perion Winfrey's playing really well the last yeah. like three I, weeks. He was looking yep. good. That that yeah. might he yep. is starting to become the guy like well, and you know that what we were hoping he I would be. I remember talking about it earlier in the season, maybe even before the season, like preseason time, about Winfrey and these rookie defensive tackles. I was doing some reading about that position and how it's it's one of the harder positions on defense for a rookie to acclimate to so you usually don't see rookies start to make a name for themselves till later in the season which is exactly what's happening with Winfrey. He he's starting he's starting to pop a little bit like anytime you see a defensive lineman make a play and you pop up it's Winfrey. Yep. Um he he's starting to play well which it, we just need some kind of decent play out of those guys some kind of decent play and he he's giving it to us right now um i don't know did you guys hear how long jadavion's out was it a concussion 
Or what was it? They said head injury. I haven't seen anything since. So yeah. hopefully we have him back. Um, Alex Wright was out there a little bit. So uh, I thought Denzel played it. I mean, all of our secondary should have had a That's good game. Denzel, yeah. Denzel almost had pick? two picks. Almost had that two. Pick. Yeah, that two, pick was... Yeah. Uh, he he nice took though. he straight up stole that guy's lunch money, which was awesome. A little bit of a Ravens yeah. killer. He seems to always play well against them. Yeah, even his rookie year, he had the pick and the yep. the uh, the blocked PAT. So um, now and, and Newsom played well. It was nice to have Ward, Newsom, Emerson, like have them all out there again. This episode of the Dogs Podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Come on now, everybody. We've all had those protein bars that are chalky and just nasty. And as soon as you take a bite, you're like, do I really got to finish this thing? Built Bar is the world's first ever candy bar protein bar. This is a protein bar, but man, you swear you're eating a candy bar. To give you guys a good idea, it's kind of the consistency of a Three Musketeers bar, and they have so many delicious flavors. I mean, you bite into this thing, you don't think you're eating a protein bar. You don't think you're eating something that's healthy for you. You think you're eating a good old junk food, snack food, candy bar, baby. These things are awesome. Order yourself a box of Built Bar. Try all their different flavors or just try the ones you love, whatever you want to do. These things are perfect. Fill your cabinet. You will not regret giving Built Bar a try. And right now, if you go to Built.com, use promo code BARK, B-A-R-K, when you check out, get 10% off your order when you order today with code BARK at built.com. Where do we, how much do you trust this performance? Because I'm still nervous about giving up 198 yards rushing. Okay. And, yeah. and the Browns are going to give up yards rushing most because of, we've. I mean, we've had four or three middle linebacker injuries this year out for the season. We have very bad interior defensive line play. Um, but the last few weeks, we've given up a lot less points. Uh, but also, in two of the last three weeks, we've played two of the worst offenses in football. Mm-hmm. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is atrocious, and the Baltimore Ravens offense is putrid. What I don't about care the what, Houston Texans offense. Yeah, in the Houston Texans yeah. offense. With, and we always own the Bengals, too. So I know we lost that one, but I th- for the first part of that game, we were. it looked like we had their number again. And then it just kind of slipped away. Yeah. So I don't want to take anything away from the defense. They're playing hard, and they seem to be playing harder than they were. Credit Stefanski. We were worried about him losing the locker room, and it seems the last few weeks, even though we might not have much to play for in terms of playoffs, the guy seemed to still be playing hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah. that's good to see. But I just – I don't want to get duped into bringing Joe Woods back is what I'm trying to say. That's what's I, happening. It's exactly this what is, I was going to say, too. That's what's happening right now, this is so. This is what's happening. This is we've seen this for years now. So we shouldn't be surprised at all about this. But the defense is playing better. The rest of the schedule, not very hard. It's not a tough schedule. We play the Saints, who I don't know if they know what's going on. They suck. We play Pittsburgh again. Yeah, Mitch they're Trubisky, very, maybe. Uh, yeah, and then we finish with the Commanders, who I mean, I don't know what to make of them week to week too. They, they could be I tough rushing the ball. But the Commanders could be a tough game, especially because they're probably going to be fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. That's I think probably it's the, the toughest, toughest one we got. We have left. Yep. Completely. Completely agree with you, bro. But I, it's more the same. They're turning it around. They're going to do just – John said it like two weeks ago. He said they're turning this around just enough so that we're going to go into next year with Joe Woods again. And 
here we are. It sucks we're, because we're going to do this all over again. You see these defensive players now. We we just how many names did we just list off that had great games? We were talking about JJ three Delpit. We were talking yes. about Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and then our you know our rookies coming in and playing. Well, Emerson's playing nicely, and then Winfrey. These are the names on the roster we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that the defensive coordinators in this league would love to have our roster. We have such great talent, and we suck. That's coaching, in my opinion. That is not on the players. And and I think the players doing this, it shows you what they can do if they had a good coach. Well, and I think you're gonna see I think you're gonna see turnaround on the defensive side of the ball for the Browns. Like there's gonna be some guys who are not here next year. Yeah, correct. And I don't want us to have four or five new starters next year. And we have to, and us be terrible for ten games and have to hear, well, he's got five new starters. Yeah. Like, bro, that's the NFL. There's, There's always new turnover. starters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to, I just don't want to go through this again. I, I don't want to. So, it's a third year in a row. I'm done with it. And that's, that's used it. So, I pulled up our schedule. Okay. So, if you go back to the Buccaneers game, so our last four games, we've given up um, 17 points, 14 points, 23 points, and three points. So, we're not giving up many points the last four weeks. But the Buccaneers, trash. The Texans, Kyle Allen was the quarterback, trash. Okay. The Bengals, we dominated them for a half. And then, in it, like you said, we always play the Bengals stuff. And they had no receivers. I know. It's the worst part. They had no receivers. And then the Ravens were a backup quarterback, and their offense sucks. Ravens fans, you guys suck. I'll say it a million more times. You guys suck. Yep. Your record is luck. Your record is straight luck. You're lucky you've had a cake schedule. You're the 2020 Browns who got to play the super easy schedule and went to the playoffs because of it. That's you right now. Except you're not going to win a game in the playoffs. No. And honestly, they're going to be fighting and scratching and clawing to get in. Yeah. Isn't the rest of their schedule pretty easy, though? Yeah, but does it matter? Atlanta, well, I think they're leading the wild card Atlanta, spot right Pittsburgh, now. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Yeah, I it's pretty. I, there's two. It's pretty po- easy. Atlanta's not a cakewalk. No. The, the what's going to keep the Ravens yeah. in the game is their defense is great. Yeah. So they're not going to get blown out. They're going to be in every game because of the defense, but they can't score. And I don't care. You bring Lamar back. I don't care. The offense was trash with him as few weeks before that i just saw what was the notification today that harbaugh was non-committal on jackson returning at all this season status okay i didn't see for the season i just saw on his status so i'm guessing that was i took it as this week here's the thing this week he's got a pcl strain oh it said he won't comment on his return i took that as yeah return period he's got a pcl strain and this is a guy he's not a pocket passer this isn't. He needs that leg. He needs yeah. That yeah. What makes Lamar Lamar is his running ability. They don't want to RG three him. Right. You know where Shanahan brought him back and then he you no know, like that was not a good look. That's the leg. Um, yeah. So the Ravens, the Ravens are done. Am I? They're done. They're done. Okay, so Justin, you're right. It was it was for this week, not just for the season. So, and it's super funny yeah, to me too, okay. because to all you Ravens fans who were in our comments, Aaron Butler, I'm calling you out. Willie Johnson, Willie Johnson, all I told you what's going to happen. We're going to beat you for 60 minutes. We're going to run right <laughs> through you. Blah 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 blah. blah. You guys suck. 
I don't care what your record is. You guys suck. Even your greatest of all time kicker took part in the suck this week. Yep. You guys are done. Stick a fork in them. They're trash. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you guys I was going to be insufferable. Get that all out. Well, you know, you guys earned it. Take the L. Uh, (laughs) They they should be 0-2 against us this year. Should be. If we weren't a dumpster fire of a franchise, they'd be 0-2 against us. Yep. Um, So, uh, anyways, am I missing anything else that we need to talk about? So, Let's not, let's not get lost in the mirage. If you go back and look at the Browns' schedule before we started playing all these bad offenses, we were giving up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Anybody remember this Bills game? We gave up 31. Anybody remember the uh, Dolphins game? We gave Miami up 39. Game. Yeah. Okay, we gave up 38 to the Patriots. We gave up 30 to the Chargers. So, so one thing I want to mention, I was just trying to find the stat real quick. Penalties this week. Browns, three for 32 for, for the whole game. Uh, we want to talk about a, a big improvement over what we saw last week. Well, yeah, the league wanted the Bengals to win last week. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true. A lot of those those calls were a little on the questionable side. But so it was just it was just nice to see that. Us look buttoned up. I mean, even if one or two or three of those calls last week against the Bengals might have been iffy. I mean, we still had how many? Yeah, yeah nine, six, ten or seven. something. We had we had nine for ninety eight last week. Okay, so to only have three this week, I feel like it's nice to see that improvement. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think that pretty much pretty much covers the whole game. Yeah. Not bad for winging it. Not bad, Justin. How was it? Was it cold up there? No. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. So I just uh, I want to throw this out there. I've been to a lot of Browns games. Probably the most fun I've ever had at a Browns game. In a really? Long time. As far as far as the environment. It was weird. Not a lot of Baltimore fans there. I go to I go to a Baltimore Browns game expecting that it's going to be super chippy, well, then, super dicey. They were like, "All oh, Lamar's out." I'm not going to Cleveland. They know their season. We don't want to watch this. They know their season. Um, most fun, most fun I've had in a long time in a Browns game. Great. I don't know how it was to watch on TV, but it was a very fun, fun environment to be in. And it was cold. My feet were done. <laughs> third quarter well i'll tell you what over. what helped your environment was they had jr smith as the dog pound captain <laughs> oh dude it was awesome it was, uh and literally as soon as everybody realized because that's like one of the things i that i look forward to now because i'm like who's the dog pound captain who's it going to be because it's always a cleveland legend somebody awesome you know somebody relative for cleveland sports or just in general and he came out, and I was like, "This is so awesome! This is sweet." And then he took, and the then he shirt, took off. The shirt off, and I was like, "It's like 2016." All <laughs> right now. It was wild. I love Jr. Smith. But yeah, no, great yeah. time. What, Me too. When Me I saw Jr. come out, I was like, "That's awesome." That's good to hear that that was that was hyped. the atmosphere at the game because I feel like on the broadcast those the, the broadcasters were whining like the whole time about oh it was such a low scoring game yeah. nothing's happening bro I think they were so upset that they had to be in rich. cold Cleveland and the game right before that on NFL Network was in a dome and it was the an epic you know battle well it was Rich Eisen too and yeah. he he's, yeah. he just doesn't he's such a crybaby with Deshaun it just drove me it drove me nuts that he was on the call. Um, yeah, that was a great time, though. I don't know. I'm scared about this week. This week, uh, temperatures, <laughs> I, it was tough. This I've literally been sick, so I almost didn't go to the game because I'm like, I might die. <laughs> I might just get pneumonia, and that'll be it. And I decided to go anyway. I have, like, no voice. I'm all messed up. But now, like, they're saying 
for the Saints game, it's going to be like 30, 40 mile an hour winds and negative, you know, feel on the cold. And I'm like, well, this is the last one. This we got to bring this right. Got to go cheer. Got to cheer them on one more time. Yeah, it'll be. You got to go we'll check see. them out one more time. You get to see Jarvis, the return of Jarvis Landry to Cleveland. I'm excited. So yeah. hopefully he gets a. Correct. I'm yeah. hoping they do something for him. Play a video or something. Cool. Hopefully he gets a good yeah. return. So uh, that'll yeah. be fun. But all right, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Not bad for winging it. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, you know, like I said, normally we're just super detailed. But today it was just I off. I felt like that was, there were some good details cuff. in there. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, let us know what you guys thought of the uh, the game. Ravens fans, keep it to yourself. We don't care anymore. You guys suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are done. Uh, you guys can watch week one of the playoffs Nobody with us. No, I'm kind of interested to hear all the, what, what excuses they have this week as to why they were so awful. So <laughs> why you did drop them in the comments. I, I want to see them. Why your coaches decided not to run the so- ball. Me and Aaron Butler had a side bet going on from like preseason about who, if somebody could sweep the division. And luckily that ended on Saturday, but he sent me a very classy congratulations on the win message. And I was just like, all right, Aaron, I just was, I, I was honestly, I wanted to just kind of just be crappy about it, but I was like, it knows what it is. I'll be crappy be about it. For some years. Justin's the resident yeah, nice okay. guy. Yeah. I'm, that's not, I'm not. Okay, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Let us know what you guys think of the game. Um, you know, it was a big win for the Browns. Let us know what you guys thought about Deshaun's yeah. uh, game. What, if you guys are liking what you're seeing out of him. Let us know what you think of the defense. Do you think we're getting duped into bringing Joe Woods back? Or do you think the Browns still need to make a change after the season? Uh, if you want an extra episode, make sure you head to jointhedogs.com. Become a Dog Pack member so you can check out the after hours. I think it's going to be a good one. we got a lot of good topics to get into. Also, make sure you guys tune back in on Thursday for our preview of the Saints game. We're welcoming back uh, Jarvis to Cleveland, so that should be a good one. If we don't see you on Thursday, hopefully you guys have a good Christmas. Um, but hopefully we do see you on Thursday. And if not, we will see you next year maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how the episodes are going to go next week. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, check on the Twitter page and the YouTube page just with the holidays next week. There's probably, a chance we might do a YouTube live yeah, to just kind of cover both. Yeah, okay. but it's probably going to be a virtual. It might be a live. We're going to kind of see how our schedules line up. So we'll see you guys next week most likely at some point. We just don't know how or when. So keep an eye out on the socials so you guys can be uh, kept up to date on that. Uh, but yeah, good win for the Browns and we'll see you guys all either later next week or later this week or next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.